Good morning, everybody. Huh? How are you doing today? Or as the preacher just told me, howdy doody. He said, I sound like howdy doody up here. But uh, that's okay. I'm glad to see everybody this morning. Thank you for coming out to worship with us at Crestview Baptist Church. Thank you for tuning in uh, online on YouTube, Facebook. Uh, if you're watching at home, we're glad to have you to join in with us this morning. Um, I'm thankful to be here. I hope you guys are thankful to be here. I have uh, quite a few announcements this morning, so uh, be patient and uh, listen carefully. Uh, some of them may have things to do with you, and some of them may not. Um, so we are work the first one is we are working on a new church directory. It's going to be a little different than last than church directories in the past, but we need to make sure that we get everyone's information updated. So there is some sheets out in the lobby on the Welcome Center. They are church information sheets you can fill out for you and your family with uh, names and addresses and phone numbers and things like that because uh, the church directory is very handy to get in touch with people. Um, so, uh, and we have a lot of new families joining the church, so that's going to be helpful for that, as, uh, especially as we move into our new church here. And we hopefully and prayerfully continue to grow. Um, had a lot of growth lately, and it's been very great. Um, next Sunday morning, we're having a deacons meeting. I say that for the deacons, and I say that for me, because I have a tendency to oversleep, so I have to put that in my alarm clock so I can be here too. But we have a deacons meeting for the deacons that morning, and uh, following the service that evening, we're going to have a business meeting. Morning. I'm just kidding. In the morning. We're going to have a business meeting in the morning. It's been a, whew. All right. Um, that morning after service, we're going to have a business meeting. So uh, keep, uh, keep that in mind. Uh, Wednesday night, if you are on the Youth and Children's Council or the Student Ministry Council, whatever it's called exactly, uh, we are going to have a meeting at 5.30. Talk about some things coming up. Um, got some things that I want to get done and some of the council members have come to me and want to get done. And also, if you have any interest, pray about it. We want to start our van pickup ministry again this year. We weren't able to do it last year because of COVID. I really want to be able to start it this year. The problem is I work until 3 o'clock. I cannot leave the school until 3 o'clock. So I can be here between 3.15 and 3.20. I need people willing to, to give their time that can be here by 2.30, 2.45, to pick up at the elementary schools and at the middle schools and the high school. It's not a hard job to do. There's not a lot of paperwork to get you signed up. You know, I just, if, if you're interested and you feel like you have that time in the afternoon and God's calling you to do something like that or maybe you're looking for a way to help out, all you gotta do is pick them up and get them here and at the most you sit with them for 10 to 15 minutes until I get here. Um, and, and, to my, and, and other people who work get here. So if you are 
interested in that, pray about it this week, uh, come to that youth council meeting on uh, Wednesday night. And if you can't come to that youth council meeting, talk to me. Send me a message. If you're serious about it, I want to get all, get you the paperwork and get you signed up so you can drive the van and so you can do that for me. That's a very important ministry. Um, get those kids here. And uh, I want to get back to it hard this next year. Um, after the service today, the Baptist men are going to have a meeting. And uh, you'll do it up front or in the back? Right up here. Come up front, in front of everybody. If you're in the Baptist men, come out and meet there. If you can't stay for the meeting, um, Thursday night, normal work day time, they're going to be out there for that. Um, there are sign-ups down here on the hallway. My announcements are long this morning, I told you. Sign-ups down in the hallway down here for nursery and children's church workers. If you feel like you want to sign up and help, you know, one Sunday a month or one Sunday every month, sign up for that. And the last announcements I have are for this uh, final uh, weekly outing we've been having. This will be the last one we have each week because football starts the following week on Friday. Um, and then I go back to school. The kids, the younger kids, we're going to go swimming at Pam Hamrick's house on Friday. Be at the church. We're going to be here at the church ready to leave at 1245. We'll be back at 315. So we're going to swim from 1 to 3. And then... The youth, assuming everything is, uh, I think the limbs and stuff are up, we're going to have a bonfire down at the creek Friday night from 7 to 9. So remember those two things this week. And uh, just this morning, I just ask that you turn your heart to God and uh, focus on him this morning. Oh, Sandra needs to make an announcement. I'm actually making this announcement for Joy. She did. She wanted to back out this morning. Um, on Saturday, August the 21st, the WMU is sponsoring a tea. And it will be in our fellowship hall, and it's from 11 o'clock until 1 o'clock. Now, the WMU is providing the food, so it's completely free. The only thing that we're asking is if you want to bring items to donate to hospice, we will collect those. Uh, it is going to be a time of fellowship and worship. We were asked, what's the purpose of this tea? It is a great time to fellowship with one another. But if you want to be inspired by our speaker, the title of her presentation is Hopeless Behind Bars to Hope Field in Christ. This is a, a, a lady that is fairly local, that did spend time in jail, but now she is a Christian. And we're asking you, any lady, to come, but we're also asking you to invite someone. We would love for you to bring a family member or a neighbor, someone that really needs to hear this. So it is a time of fellowship as well as a time of um, worship. But that is not this Saturday, but the next Saturday. We do have a sign-up sheet, which is important so that we know how much food to fix. But ladies, please join us. It'll be a great time together.
Thank you for being here. Thank you for joining us online, as Chad said. And now we are going to begin our time of worship together by the best way possible, and that is talking to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So if you would bow with me in prayer this morning as we begin our time together. Our blessed Heavenly Father, we come before you. Dear Lord, everybody here has got things on their heart, things on their mind, things that are very difficult to deal with. But dear Lord, for this short hour, we ask that you take those from our minds, take those from our hearts so that we can fully concentrate on you, dear Lord. Dear Lord, we are here to worship you, to hear from you, to see you change lives in mighty ways. And dear Lord, while we have our concerns that we can't do anything about. We lay those at your feet this morning, dear Lord. We lay those that are sick, those that are fighting for their lives in the hospital. We lay them at your feet. Dear Lord, those that are struggling with addiction, those that are struggling financially, those that are struggling mentally and physically, we lay them at your feet this morning. Because, dear Lord, there is power in the name of Jesus Christ. It is the name that can cause the blind to see and the lame to walk. It is the name that can cast out demons. It is the name above all names. And, dear Lord... We call upon the name of Jesus Christ this morning to do what we cannot do, to do what doctors cannot do. And dear Lord, we ask that we see miracles in people's lives this morning. And as we have gathered together as your people, dear Lord, we ask that your Holy Spirit fills this place, that he shakes us to our very foundation. That when we leave this place, not only will we know that we've been in the presence of the Lord, but those we come in contact will see the difference in us. They will be able to say, this person has been with God. Dear Lord, do not let us leave this place today the same way we came in. Let us leave this place with all boldness with all courage and with a stronger faith than we came this morning. And as we begin our time of worship, I pray that everything that is done and said will be to your honor and glory and will draw people to you. And it's in the holy and precious name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, we pray. Amen. Would you stand as we sing hymn number 447, Trust and Obey, 
Let's sing the first and the last verses, 447. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Hey, they can hear me. All right. You coming, Robbie? No? I brought popcorn to share with you guys this morning. Yeah. Is that all right? So this is how we're going to eat it, though. Yeah. Right here, just like this. No. Why? Because that's not how you eat popcorn. Well, this is popcorn. I went to the store, and I said, I want some popcorn. And they said, it's on this aisle. And I found a big old box that said Popcorn. And this is how I bought it. Now, this is not... Why, they're the what? And you have to pop it first. You t- how do I pop you it? it? You put it in the microwave. Put it in the microwave. You know, okay. Well, what does that do? So, does that make it something special if I do that? What does it... Do what? You want to eat this popcorn. Thomas says he wants to eat the kernels. It's okay. Uh, popcorn... All right, but popcorn like this is not very appetizing, right? Yeah. It's kind of, they're kind of hard. You ever, you ever ate some popcorn and had a kernel that wasn't popped all the way and accidentally got in your mouth and just, ugh, I have. Doesn't feel good. So popcorn like this is not good. I was going to open it and bring out kernels, but then I realized all this oil in there, and so I'm not going to do that. But popcorn like this is not very appetizing. So if I take popcorn and I put it in the microwave for two minutes and, it, and this, this bag that was all flat, kind of unappealing, those things in there, if you, open those, if you open it up and look at it, and I tell you what, when we get to Children's Church, we may open it up and look at it and see what they look like before and after because we're going to talk about this a little more. But when you, after you pop it, you, it comes out. They were little kernels and now they come out looking all... 
looking at all that popcorn, and it smells good. And listen, I see Artie wiggling around. He might have to go to children's church with us to eat popcorn, and so I don't know who's going to preach. But um, so popcorn's like this. Before, it looks like this, and after, it looks like this. Today, I'm going to tell you how you're kind of like popcorn. Did you know that you were kind of like popcorn? You did. All right, so before we know God, we're important. I mean, God made us, but before we have our relationship with God, we're kind of like this unpopped pop bag of popcorn. We kind of... Will you let me teach? <laughs> but after, like Betsy said, after we know God, we come from a flat little thing of popcorn like this, kernels that are just hard and not very appetizing, and we get puffed up. We get that love of God in us, and it puffs us up, and we turn into yummy kernels of popcorn. Ew, yes. And so I want to share you guys a Bible verse today. And the Bible verse I want to share you comes from the book of Romans. And it's talking about something that we get when we know God that helps us grow. And it's called the Holy Spirit. You guys ever heard of the Holy Spirit before? That's what this verse is talking about. It says, now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Guys, sometimes we can feel hopeless or things like that. We maybe feel like not too good about ourselves. But when we have the love of God and we have that Holy Spirit in our life, we come from, like I said, from this little thing of popcorn to this fluffy bag of popcorn and this is kind of a symbol of what Jesus does in our life it's just a very so so Jesus takes our life it can be kind of flat and kind of kind of mushy and then when we have Jesus in our life it puffs us up pops us out isn't that awesome that Jesus does that to us so let's bow our heads and we are going to go talk about this a little more in children's church okay all right God thank you so much for this day for each one of these young boys and girls, for the conversations and the thoughts and the questions that they bring to our service. Lord, thank you for helping our church grow and helping our children grow. And just, uh, Lord, thank you so much for the Holy Spirit, which you provided for us to make us full. God, we love you and we praise you. Always we ask in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, if you'll go to the back, Miss Michaela's back there. And... You know, we as Christians, we pray, but when taking a poll on what our prayers consist of, 75% of our prayers is asking God for stuff, asking him to give us what we desire. How much of our time in prayer is asking God to just take our life and to use us, only 5%. You know, when we worship, we tend to only want to think that just the, uh, the preaching part is worship. But since we've been in here, in this sanctuary, 
this has been a time of worship. Music is a way of worship. Music is a way of touching us sometimes when just plain words can't get to the heart. Music can be a prayer. I've asked Sharon to sing a song this morning, and it's such a powerful worship song, and it is a prayer. So often we just look at the words to make sure that they're singing the right words, and the words will be up there. But I, I just beg you to just close your eyes and just, or just worship during this time and ask God to use you wherever you are, whoever you are, whatever you're doing. God is our creator. He's the potter. We're the clay. And if we ask him, he will use us. So worship with us as sharing sings.
Thank you, Sharon, <clears throat> for that song. Last week, we had three of our deacon nominees share their testimony. Robbie was not able to be here with us last week because he was working as an EMT, but he is going to share his testimony right now. Remember to be in prayer about who you feel God leading us to choose as deacons. Next week, we will have our deacon election. So, Robbie, come now and share what God has given you to share. Good morning, everybody. Uh, and I was sitting there, everybody was saying, yeah, you, you're up for today. And I, in Sunday school this morning, I said, yeah. But I'd rather be out here running a 50-car wreck out here in the intersection because I'm nervous as a, as a house cat in a, in a room full of rocking chairs right now. So y'all bear with me, please. Uh, I don't need to. They can hear me then. Uh, and most of you, I know, I know most of you, but if you don't know me, I'm Robbie Mullinax. I've been coming to Crestview probably 10, 12 years now. Uh, and I can remember my first time coming in here, and it felt like home. Because I mean, as soon as I walked through the door, everybody just greeted you with like, like you family already. And that was my first time here, and, and I've loved it ever since. Uh, and before I get started, I... There's a couple of scriptures I'd like to share. And the first one is 1 Peter 4.10. Each of you shall use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God. God God's grace is in various forms. And that means a lot to me because after thinking reading it, it goes back to tell me why I've been a paramedic for 21 years. Because I've wanted to be in service to help somebody, and that's what, I, that's what I enjoy doing. And the other one is Hebrews uh, 13, 16, and do not, forget, do not forget to go do good and to share with others, for with such sacrifice God is pleased. And like I said, you know, Artie wanted me to give my testimony, and I thought about it, and and I, and it was, I started out going to Trinity Baptist Church when I was a little boy. My grandfather would take me and uh, because it was close to home. I could walk to church and all that. And sitting here thinking, and I've heard already talk about the time he was sitting back there in the back, on the back pew. When God, when God moves you, you get up and just want to run down the aisle. And that's, that's the way I felt whenever I was back going to Trinity and Dr. And Preacher Colin was talking. And it hit me, and I was about 12 or 13. And I just wanted to go down there, and uh, and, I, and I, I, I appreciate that, and I enjoy it. And you know, and I was saved, like I said, twelve, thirteen. I was saved, and thought it was going good. And you know, I thought I was doing good, going to church, and all that. And as I got married, I was blessed with a wonderful wife, Amanda, with twenty-four years. I got two wonderful youngins. Most of the time, uh, <laughs> uh, with Michaela and Cece or Leanne, uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't train them for nothing in the world. I love them both to death. But like I said, I was, you know, I thought I had to, uh, was doing good, going to church and all that. 
And, but I had fallen off a little bit, not going to church like I should. And then, I, you know, I was working, going to paramedic school. And March 14th, 2001, my life was turned upside down. Last night, my father-in-law got shot and killed at PPG. And like I said, I was going to paramedic school, and I thought that's what I wanted to do. And I was, and I was sitting there in my self-pity, and I was saying, why don't I want to be a paramedic? They couldn't, you know, I couldn't save my daddy, my daddy-in-law. You know, why would I want to do this? And, and I was, and when I was in my self-pity, I was thinking about what Papa told me one time. He was working in the egg room where he sold eggs. And he said he's up our grading eggs, and the preacher column has been talking about inviting your neighbors to church and inviting you, you know, and all that. And Papa was thinking, why not I want to go talk to Marshall Fox? I was a neighbor across the, across the pastor and all that. He said he shot my dog. And Papa said he was sitting there and working up our bicep in the egg room, and all of a sudden he heard a voice. He said, they crucified me. And, you know, Papa said, uh, he knew what he had to do. He had to go out there and talk to the neighbor and do what God wanted him to do. And that goes back, you know, and I was sitting there myself, pity, and I was thinking, that's, you know, why, I was thinking about quitting paramedic and finding something else, and I said, no, that ain't what God wants me to do. God wanted me to be a paramedic and help serve, help save people. And I did, and I enjoy it. And, you know, over the years, I've saved, I helped, I've helped, I can't say I saved. I've helped saved uh, several lives. You know, I can remember several cardiac arrest and all that. But I, and I said, oh, I saved this person. Then a few years back, I realized that I didn't save nobody. It's that I was just a tool in God's hand. And, you know, that's, that's what I want to be, you know, if, if that's what God's leading you to do and saying he needs a tool, me to be the tool in his hand to help serve y'all, that's what I want. And, uh, you know, it's like I was telling them this morning, it's, I'm, I'm here to serve. I, I just want to be a servant to you. If, whatever you need, I'll, I'll help you out, whether I'm a deacon or not. All you got to do is call me. And I hope I made sense this morning because I feel like I didn't. Uh, but I thank y'all and thank you for the nomination and thank everybody who's been here that's helped guided me over the years. Thank you already. Thank you, Sandra, Whitey, Doug, everybody else. I know I've left the names out, but it's been a godsend being here. I appreciate it. Thank y'all. Thanks, Robbie. Do I got this on? Is this on? Okay. Just got a short sermon, but if think it's very important that we pay attention. If you've noticed, children's sermon to the song that Sharon sang, there is a theme to what Robbie shared. There's a theme, and it's very important that we understand this theme because we're getting ready next week. We have deacon elections. We have 
our final business meeting of the church year where we vote on a few things for the new church year that can potentially and historically have been some of the biggest issues churches have when you deal with budget and money. Historically in Baptist churches, that can cause the biggest stink in a church. Electing deacons can cause a big stink in the church. And we need to understand what it means to be changed by Christ. How we are molded and shaped by the potter's hands. There is not a single person here today by accident. There is nothing that happens in our life that takes God by surprise. He wants to use everything from the death of a loved one, the birth of a child, to physical ailments, everything. Satan uses to destroy us. God wants to use it to build us up. To strengthen our faith. To strengthen our dependence on Him. So today's title of the sermon is Everything Changes. And if you will turn to your Bible, we're going to look at one verse. Turn in your Bible to 2 Corinthians 5.17. If you don't have your Bibles, it's going to be on the screen. It's also in the, the bulletin. And if you stand as I read from this letter that Paul wrote to the Corinthian church. 2 Corinthians 5.17, Paul writes this, Therefore, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. Let's pray. Blessed Heavenly Father, thank You for what we see the Apostle Paul writing to the Corinthian church. Dear Lord, open this verse up to us today and show us how it applies to us even today. And may your will be done and your name be glorified. In the holy and precious name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, we pray. Amen. I want us to break this verse apart. A new creature... Okay, look at Second Corinthians at the first part. There Christ, he is a new creature. I'm gonna go off notes here a little bit, Trey. What this exactly means to be in Christ. This is not talking about fire insurance, which a lot of us started out with. We got saved because we were afraid we were going to die and go to hell. We came down, we knelt at the altar, we prayed with a preacher or a Sunday school teacher, and we thought that we had it and went about our lives living how we wanted to because we had that fire insurance in our back pocket, something that we could always fall back on. The Bible does say anyone that calls upon the name of the Lord will be what? Saved. But there is a change that takes place. 
What it means to be in Christ is this. I can buy a car. This is a simple, a simple analogy. I can buy a car and I can park that car in my driveway. But what do I have to do to make that car useful to me? That car to be utilized? What do I have to do? What? You've got to open the door, get inside and sit down and let it do its job. Right? That is the same thing we have to do with Christ. When it says to be in Christ, we have to get in Him. We have to immerse ourselves in Him. We have to allow the Holy Spirit to come into us and do its job. Coming and sitting in a pew and say, I accept Jesus Christ as my Savior and you live like the devil all the week long, that salvation is not doing you or anybody else a bit of good. It is not until you give yourself over completely that this verse starts happening. It is not until you surround yourself with Jesus Christ and you allow Him to start changing you that your salvation does you good and it does other people good. It is when you become service to others. That's what it means to be in Christ. That was a simple analogy, but I want to get that point across to you. But what this means is that He is a new creature. This means that Christ did not just clean you up. He didn't grab hold of the nap of your neck and take a water hose and spray you off. That's not what He did. We did not inherit a new nature. You know, it's been a a myth. You ask sometimes, and you go to a church and you ask somebody, hey, tell me about how you accepted Christ as your Savior, how you became a Christian. They'll tell you something like, well... My mom and dad were charter members of the church and I've been there my whole life. Well, that's great. But that doesn't answer the question. You didn't inherit your parents' relationship with God. You have to have your own relationship with God. Going to church and being a church member does not give you that relationship. It is only Jesus Christ and having a relationship with Jesus Christ and surrendering yourself to Him. It's not something that you inherit. We did not inherit a new nature. We did not recreate ourselves. You know, this is something, well, if you don't like the you, do a new you. You hear on TV all the time, well, this person recreated themselves. They are no longer like they used to be. They've recreated themselves and they're so much better now. Excuse me, but that's a joke. I can go out back to my barn and I can put a new, new coat of paint on that barn and it can look nice, but guess what? It's still that old barn. I didn't make a new barn. I just covered the old up. What this verse says is this is that Christ created an entirely fresh and unique thing. He has made us new. A new creature. We are no longer the same if we are in Christ. We are not the same person that we used to be. We are fresh and unique. 
And then the second part of this verse is the old is gone. Look at, at the second part of 2 Corinthians 5.17. It says the old things passed away. The old here refers to that what is part of our old nature. Our old person. The old man. It is our old pride. It is our old love of sin. It is our old attitudes. It is our old selfishness. And it is our old passions. Those things are gone. And that is something that we need to remember as a church, as a Christian, someone that, complain, that, that claims to be a disciple of Christ, someone that immerses themselves in Christ, will not act the same way because that old nature, that old selfishness, the wanting to get our own way, the wanting to control everything, the wanting to, to if we don't get it our way, we get mad. The, the old backbiting, the old doing anything we can to get ahead, that is over and done with, no longer exists and should have no part in Christian life because the old is gone. Make sense? It's not me saying it, it's the, it's the Bible saying. This is what God says. The old is gone. The old things died because they were nailed to the cross with Christ and our sin. See, the Bible says that as He hung on the cross, He became our sin for us. It also says that our sins were nailed to the cross. It tells us that Christ defeated sin, death, hell, and the grave through His death and resurrection. Or burial and resurrection. Our old life died with Christ on that cross. The moment we accept Him as our Savior, the moment we say we are sinners and we cannot do it without You, please forgive me and change my life. Become Lord of my life. The moment we do that, that old man is dead and no more. And the new has come. The very last part of this verse Behold, new things have come. The old dead things are replaced with new things full of life and the glory of God. You see, we have a new purpose. We have new feelings. We have new desires. And we have a new understanding. And now we have the ability to love Christ and others. And we also now have the ability to obey Christ. See, the old men, the old man, our old nature, the one that is now dead, we didn't have the ability to obey Christ because we didn't know Him. 
We didn't have the ability to love Christ because we were incapable of loving the way we need to love. We could not love each other the way that we needed to because we were incapable of loving. We had not experienced true love yet. Unconditional love. We had not experienced that until we came to know Jesus Christ. We were wandering aimlessly through life, doing the best that we could, thinking the better we did, the more happier we would be, the more money we had, the more power we had, the happier we would be. And we were roaming aimlessly with no purpose until we found Christ. How we felt about things. The passions that we had, the desires we had. And we definitely didn't understand what God was trying to tell us. We could read Scripture and we wouldn't get anything out of it. Because we didn't understand. But the moment that we accepted Christ as our Savior and His Holy Spirit indwelled us and He began to work on us, the blinders came off of our eyes. We looked at things with a fresh new perspective. We realized that we had a purpose, that we were called by God to glorify Him, to to lead others to a saving knowledge of our Savior, to be His witness, to serve others, to love others. And we understood what He was trying to tell us we needed to do. And it's only through that that we're able to obey Him. Church, we are no longer the same people we used to be because of Jesus Christ. Being a new creature, a new creation in Christ is not claiming that we are Christians and acting like everybody else. Being a new creature means that we need to act differently because we are different. The Bible says that we are a peculiar priesthood. That word peculiar means that we're strange. We're not like anybody else. We're different. It also says that we are a chosen people. Guys, God chose us. He chose us. We didn't save ourselves. He chose us. He chose to save us because He loved us. I'm not talking about extreme predestination. I am not talking about that. Yes, God knows who's going to accept Him. He knows all things. But we don't. And we don't know when anybody's going to accept Christ. So our job is to go out and tell everybody we come in contact with what God did for us through Jesus Christ. And tell Him about the new life that we have in Christ. And then the Holy Spirit does His work and draws them to Himself. But we have a job to do in doing that. 
But like I said, having a car and leaving it sitting in the driveway and not using it doesn't do anybody any good. It's not until you get into that car that that car is able to do what it was designed to do. Us coming to church doesn't do us any good until we get in Christ. And then once we get into Christ, we are able to do what we were designed to do in the first place. We are able to do what we're called to do through the power of the Holy Spirit because we are now a new creature. Everything else is gone. So as we get ready to start our new church year, we need to remember that church, that we are not the old people we used to be. That we are the new people. And our attitudes, our actions, our desires, everything has changed. We've got some big decisions to make. We've got to vote on a budget. We've got to vote on deacons. We've got some other things that we need to vote on and decide for the new church year. I will tell you this. I have said this from the beginning. Mel used to say this. God will provide everything that we need to have to do what He is calling us to do. He will not call us to do anything and then not provide a way to do it. We are seeing new people come to church. Becoming part of this family. We're seeing people that have left and starting to come back. We are seeing children come to know Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. God is doing something. I also want to tell you this. We have no idea what the future holds. We don't know what's going to happen with the pandemic. We have no way of predicting what is going to happen. But nothing, and I mean nothing, catches God by surprise. And He's been through with us in it in the past, and He will continue to be with us in the future. All we can do is trust Him and continually seek His face in prayer and follow His commands. Continue to be His witness. Continue to go out and make disciples. That's what we've been commanded to do. But we've got other decisions to make. God is dealing with some of us right now. Leading us and directing us to do something. Whether it's to go across the street like Robbie shared in his testimony and talk to a neighbor. Whether it's to talk to a family member. Or follow His leadership in accepting Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Or maybe even joining our fellowship. 
and becoming part of this family to serve God with us. Whatever He is dealing with, whatever He is directing you to do, don't leave this place today without committing to do that. Without taking care of that right now. This is your opportunity as we sing this song. This is your opportunity to move. If you need to come and pray, the altar is open. If you need to talk to me, I will be here. Don't leave this place today without doing business with God. Would you stand as we sing our hymn of invitation, number 305. I have decided to follow Jesus. 305. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back, no none go with me. I still will follow, no none go with me. I still will follow, no none go with me. I still will follow, no turning back, no turning back. My cross I'll carry. Till I see Jesus, my cross I'll carry. Till I see Jesus, my cross I'll carry. Till I see Jesus, no turning back, no turning back. Thank you. Would you guys come up here, Chris and, and Deborah? This is Chris and Deborah Sanders. This is Miss Reba Strickland's son, Chris. They are come today to join our church by baptism. They both accepted Christ as their Savior and professed Him as their Savior, and they want to become members of this congregation and serve us to serve with us as a family. If you're excited about their decision, let's hear a hearty amen. amen. Yeah. So get Ginger, if you guys would go out with Ginger and um, people come by and shake your hand as they leave. So uh, if you just follow Ginger out there at the door. I'll give you all that information later. Okay, that's fine. Okay. So, isn't God good? I mean, in the last, what, three weeks, we've had... A bunch join the church. We've got, uh, we've got, we've got. We're going to have a big baptism coming up, and it's not just children. Now we have three adults that need to get baptized. Isn't that awesome? And tell me, God doesn't do stuff in the middle of problems. God, God is doing things. Remember, yes. 
17. 17 people have come, have come to join our church. That is awesome. Now, remember this. I don't know what everybody's going through. But I know a lot of people are dealing with difficult things right now. We have to remember that God is deserving of our praise even in the midst of our storms. You remember the, the disciples were scared to death in that storm and Jesus was asleep. And when they went to Jesus, what did He do? He says, be still. And the calmness came. That's my Jesus. He can do what He wants to do when He wants to do it. We just have to trust Him. Don't forget that Baptist men meeting up here in the choir loft immediately following the service. As soon as we pray, um, make sure you go by and, and uh, welcome Chris and Deborah. They've been coming for a long time, but they're, they said they're ready now. So uh, make sure you welcome them to our family as they, as they leave. And until we're told not to, if you want to hug somebody when you leave, hug somebody when you leave. Shake their hand because we may not be able to do it after, in, a, in a few weeks. So uh, thank you for being here. And I'm going to ask Whitey if he would come and dismiss us as our deacon of the week, if he would dismiss us in prayer. And um, thank you for being here. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I just want to thank you for the opportunity you've given us all to come to your house and learn more about you, Lord. Thank you for the opportunity you give us each and every day just to get out of bed and to meet the public, Lord, and be able to share our testimony, whether we know it or not. We are sharing our testimony each day. Lord, may our testimony be that you live in us and we are one of your children, Lord. Be with us and keep us safe. To the next appointed hour, thank that everything that we think, do, and say will glorify your name. In Jesus Christ's name I pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.